When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello And welcome to another episode Of Life as a Gringo I am Drombos, of course And it is Thursday So it means time For our Thursday Trends episode I was supposed to have a guest On today's show Unfortunately, she had A scheduling conflict So she had to uh, cancel We're going to reschedule For another time So I'm just going to fly solo on today's show because, as y'all know, we don't let anything stand in our way here. and We just keep it moving, uh, keep it pushing, even if it means throwing everything you prepared out the window. But here we are. Now, today we're going to be talking about, man, the Internet's favorite like meme and favorite thing right now, rightfully so. Um, the ass whooping that happened in Alabama uh, during a, a uh, with a riverboat worker and some white people and the Black Avengers came to the the rescue. We're going to talk all about that because it was absolutely amazing. Um, We're going to talk about Anita, the artist Anita. And she was on a a recent podcast talking about how she's rethinking the idea of of casual sex and and being alone. And truthfully, this was going to be a better conversation when I would be uh, feeding off of another person. But you know what? We're just going to we're going to roll with it and just and and you're going to have to hear my opinion, I guess, on this. And uh, you can DM me yours, I guess, at the end of the day. We'll have the conversation that way. Uh, then on a positive side of things for me, hint this segment, we will talk about the nominees for MTV's Video Music Awards Artist of the Year, including someone from our community who has just been crushing it this year. So we'll talk about that, as well as you have a, a Latino launching a platform to help immigrants find housing. So really amazing stuff there. We'll get into all of it. But first, let's kind of start with the nonsense, the BS, uh, in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say it louder for the people in the back. Say it louder for the 
All right, so I'm going to sort of first and foremost start with this ass whooping that happened in, uh, in, in Alabama, right? There was like this brawl that broke out um, in Alabama as a black riverboat worker was being jumped by a group of white people. And out of nowhere, his saviors, his angels came in there. Uh, a bunch of, of, of other fellow black men uh, came in there and just started whooping people's ass, defending this man rightfully so. Um, now, apparently... This fight uh, started when a worker um, objected to a pontoon boat uh, docking in a particular spot that was preventing the larger river boat from, from being able to dock and, and get on shore, right? So apparently these white guys had a little pontoon boat going, you know, having a, having a couple coarse lats going on over there. And um, one of the, the workers from the, the river boat, I believe he was a co-captain, a black man, you know, went up to them and, and asked them if they could move their boat because the larger river boat had to dock and they couldn't fit anywhere else. The white men refused. Then all of a sudden we just see one of these white men uh, throw a haymaker at the, the black co-captain. Um, then a couple other white people jump in and they are attacking him. And then literally it's like people magically were popping out of nowhere. Literally some dude jumped off the boat and started swimming to shore to help this uh, this this uh, black man that was being jumped by the, the group of white men, the, the co-pilot or co-captain, I believe, of the riverboat. Uh, and then all of a sudden, another group of black men came out of nowhere and just started handing out ass weapons left and right. And it was very satisfying to see. I'd be lying to you if I said I enjoy every bit of this. With the exception of the woman who got hit by the chair, I understand she was partaking in things she shouldn't have, but... I think we got to draw the line there where we're just not going to you know, hit a woman over the head with a chair. Uh, but other than that, I was on board with everything else that happened. I think this is like, you know, this is white privilege at its finest. And just as far as like official, you know, police uh, stuff, only the, the white people were charged. Uh, I believe three people were charged. They are looking to question the man who allegedly hit a woman over the head with a chair. Um, but other than that, it is the three white men. They did look into if this could be considered a hate crime. I believe they consulted the FBI and the FBI said no. So it's just sort of, uh, you know, regular sort of assault here. But again, to quote my man, Charlemagne the God, the caucasity of it all, you know, it, it's white privilege at its finest. You know, I think. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to lead with empathy these days. So I'm trying to like, really, let's just zoom out. Right. But it is white privilege where these guys thought that they were so entitled that they couldn't like help out their fellow man who's trying to park a gigantic boat and they can't move their little fucking Dewey, um, you know, somewhere else. Right. And then to the point that they feel like they uh, have the right to start throwing hands and not only like throwing hands, but then randomly just decide all three of them are going to jump this one guy. Right. So, you know, an ass whooping that obviously these fellows needed to to have in their life to to let them know, you know, they should not be fucking around and finding out for things that are really completely unnecessary. Maybe they should have a little humility, a little humanity, and they wouldn't have gotten stomped out of their Crocs, right? Which one dude uh, looked like he just got stomped through his Crocs. Literally, his Crocs were like uh, almost at his at his knee because his Croc got destroyed from the level of ass whooping that he was receiving. Um, but I, I think this just like, in a, in a bigger, larger scheme, like what does this mean for the zeitgeist, right? It's a lot of what I was talking about. It's like this lack of humanity that we have, right? Like how difficult would it have been to move your shitty little boat 
when this guy is asking you like, hey, listen, we're just trying to park our, our riverboat, get these customers off of, off of the boat who have been on here. We have nowhere else to go. It's much harder for us to park than it is for you. Do you mind just moving your little fucking dinghy? And the fact that these men like refused to do so, then broke out into white privilege machismo, like it, it, it just kind of shows you how far apart I think we some of us are in 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 this life from being able to just exist as human beings and understand that we're all just trying our best here, right? And this is an example of that. Again, an ass whooping these men probably needed and was was coming for a long time. Um, but it's it's just again, it continues to speak to where we are as humans. And not all of us, right? But many of us, where we we really feel we don't have to like, I don't know, we don't have to put anybody else's feelings into consideration or anybody else's experience into consideration other than our own, right? Like our our experience our feelings our own comfort you know um supersedes the entire world and and listen i know it's like a bit of kind of contradictory to like the idea of setting boundaries and putting yourself first and all those things right but that that i think only goes up to a certain point if we're talking about your own you know uh personal well-being right and and things that like bring out the worst in you separating yourself and and making sure you put your own mental health first in this type of situation, you putting yourself first of not wanting to move your little boat, it, that that doesn't fall under the idea of setting boundaries and things like that. That's, that just makes you a shitty person, a shitty sort of neighbor coexisting on this thing called, you know, planet Earth, right? And again, these are just examples of of just a weird, selfish society that we exist in where we don't feel like we have to kind of... Um, help one another out and I, I really want to get away from that and I'm not perfect at it but I, I just think instances like this kind of showcase the level of selfishness that exists um, you know in in humanity right and luckily these guys got the brake speed off of them um, you know to teach them a lesson in, in humility and maybe it changes them moving forward who knows we'll see now moving on to the the other topic I wanted to talk about today um, Anita right the artist Anita and she is on the podcast Call Her Daddy, right? And usually I don't reference a podcast like this one, but I think this is an interesting conversation. So Anita has been known as like this very free individual, um, very free sexually and and um, sort of somebody who's been like a really big proponent of like casual sex and, and not really hiding it, owning, owning that part of herself, right? And she had a really interesting conversation on on that podcast, sort of rethinking her reasons for for having sex, you know. Um, and she said, quote, I don't want to have sex with a guy because I want him to fall in love for me or because I don't want to lose him. She explains, I want to have sex because I feel like doing it because I feel like this guy deserves this queen. And basically saying, like, she doesn't want to use, I guess, sex as like a weapon to make this dude fall for her or. Um, you know, as a means to kind of keep him hanging around, but instead wants the sex to kind of come from a place of, um, you know, worthiness and feeling like this is a person that genuinely is worthy of her sharing that part of herself, right? And beyond that, she talks about the idea of learning to to love spending time alone, you know? And she also said, quote, I didn't find anyone special enough that I would think like, okay, this one deserves to come here, she explains. So, I'm not going to keep reading the the entire conversation uh, from Anita because I, I think you, we all kind of get the point. I'm trying to um, 
tried to make here. And, and last thing I'll say is she says, quote, uh, before she had a different attitude towards casual sex, right? And now saying, quote, I was crazy before. I used to fuck even like one person that crossed me on the street. I would be like, you, come here. Uh, and now basically saying that she's become more comfortable being alone after battling her disease with endometriosis, right? And saying how before that, she always needs to have people around, friends, this and that, right? And I, I bring up this conversation. Obviously, it's like a silly conversation sort of amidst um, a musician and a, a sort of podcaster who is, is famous for just sort of mindless conversations in general. But I think it does speak to a lot of things, right? I think as I get older, recognizing sort of what's important and also recognizing like, a lot of, man, a lot of people don't know how to be alone with themselves, right? And I think a lot of that fear of being alone with yourself has you sort of making decisions that aren't necessarily in your best interest, right? Maybe it's spending extra money because you're going out every weekend so that you don't have to sit home alone, right? Because you can't bear the thought of being alone. Um, maybe it is dating people that, you're not really like head over heels for, um, but you're just doing it because you enjoy having somebody to text or you are even just hanging around people that aren't really doing much for you. But again, it's just a warm body to spend some time next to it, to not have to be in your own head. Right. And whatever your particular situation is. And I think I had done an Instagram post about this, not about this specifically, but about like the divorce rate in this country. And I think a lot of it comes from people getting into relationships and then marriage and, and all that comes with it before really knowing themselves, I think, to a degree, right? And before really healing a lot of, of the things that they deal with so that they can come to the table uh, from a place of not needing another person, but instead wanting a person to be in your life, right? And I think that's a very big distinction because I think needing leads to desperation to a degree, right? And desperation leads to you settling. And I think that's why the divorce rate kind of is what it is to a degree, right? A lot of settling happened. A lot of people were pushed into a relationship because they were told this is what they're supposed to be doing at this age, that type of shit, right? And obviously, this is very nuanced. I'm not trying to like, um, say this is across the board. But generally speaking, right, we're just going to kind of generalize here without knowing everybody's particular situation. And, and even myself, you know, I'm going to be very honest, you know, I had gotten out of a, a long-term relationship earlier this year and my first inclination was to kind of just jump back out there into the dating scene and, and into even like the hookup culture of being single and all that kind of stuff. And I, along the way, met, you know, a few really cool women who I got along with and that we were, um, you know, hanging out and spending time together and, and kind of staying in contact. And they were filling that void, right, of a relationship or a, a girlfriend that I um, was used to having for years at this point. And, you know, what has happened recently, I, I've sort of had to just like clear the table on all of that, right? And A, recognize that me just sort of trying to fulfill that void I'm bringing a lot of people. I'm a lot of. I'm bringing. I'm bringing people or a person into a fold where maybe they have a different expectation than I do, and I'm sort of 
not only just wasting their time, but I think I'm also, and unintentionally, by the way, and, and I try to be as upfront about it as possible, but I think not not sort of, I don't know. I, I feel like it, it, it's almost like, you know, when a bomb goes off and there's like casualties, right? Like unexpected casualties or there's like shrapnel or there's just like, you know, all things that linger behind, right? And it's like you, you have this mess as a result of this war that happened, right? Or this bombing. And I feel like in the way that I'm approaching or had been where I'm really not taking the time to heal exactly as I should, right? I have a lot in certain parts, but there are certain things I could do better. I'm also having a lot of collateral damage. That was a phrase I was looking for, right? I'm leaving collateral damage behind in the form of maybe women who were expecting something more from me or women who, even if I was up front, thought that maybe they could change me in that way, right? And, and obviously they bear some, some responsibility there, but collateral damage in the form of like, then that's, you know, extra people I have to have an awkward hello when I go out in, in certain areas or um, particular friend groups. And now it's like, oh, if I'm interested in somebody who's attached to that person, now there has to be this whole backstory of how I used to hang out with this other, you know, it's like collateral damage, right? That's what I mean when I'm saying that. Um, and I'm going off on like a weird, tangent a stream of thought i promise i have a point to this my i guess my point being all of that centers around the fact that i didn't take the time to relearn loving to be alone right and i love my own company i genuinely do like i i i genuinely love being in the studio on a regular basis i love just i'll, I'll be here on a friday night if i'm not djing or something just like in my studio creating stuff and I'm okay with it. I'm by myself. I'm fine. I'm happy with that. I think it's more being alone in terms of like the emotional connection of somebody to be texting, somebody to be sharing, you know, funny shit with, or when something happens, good or bad, somebody there to, to kind of like have a conversation with about it, you know? Um, and, and, you know, the little things, somebody to say goodnight to somebody to, to wake up to in the morning, right? Those little things, right? I haven't taken the time to, heal and be okay with not having that in my life at least for the time being right and it's not when i say healing it's not like i want to get to the point where i never want or need any of those things or i never entertain them ever again but it's to, to the point of saying i'm good without it and i want to get into something serious i do want that eventually but i'm not going to just hop into something out of necessity to fill that void, right? When I do invite somebody into my life again to share in those types of moments, I want it to be because I genuinely want them in my life and I want to do life with them rather than feeling like I'm just with somebody because I just need to have somebody to, to fill that void. And I hope that makes sense. And I think that's a lot of what she's sort of talking about. And I think that that goes beyond just even relationships, right? I think that could be friendships, right? I talked a lot about awareness in, in the last episode. If you haven't listened, go check that one out. I really am proud of that episode. But um, even sometimes you just keep friends around you that like, why am I friends with this person? It's literally just to fulfill that void of like, yeah, this is my drinking buddy that I have on Friday nights that I know I can always hit up because they have nothing else going on or whatever, right? Um, or that, you know, like, and, and it's just like not a quality relationship, not a quality friendship, but you keep them around because it fills that void because god forbid you had to stand on a friday night or god forbid you had to challenge yourself to meet new people right 
that that is 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 harder than just keeping this friend around who not really doesn't really serve any other purpose in your life or doesn't add any other value aside from being your drinking buddy, right? And I think just really recognizing all of the sort of things that we do in this life and all of us do it. I just told you how, how I was doing it. We all try are trying to like fill voids rather than sort of heal them, right? We're putting band-aids over the the wounds rather than healing the disease itself, right? And I think that's a lot of what this conversation brought up for me where she was talking about, you know, when she got sick and couldn't um, be having random people over all the time, it forced her to find comfort and happiness in her own company. And now that she has found that, it's made her rethink everything and made her say, why am I inviting so many different people into intimate parts of my life um, you know, like, why would I keep doing that? Like, I, I don't feel that void anymore because I've, I've found a way to fulfill it within myself, right? So if I'm going to bring somebody into my space, I want it to be somebody that adds something to it rather than somebody who is sort of just there um, for, for the sake of being there, right? And I hope that made that made sense. I just think, I don't know, we gotta just challenge ourselves to keep thinking about why we do things, right? Or why we don't do things, right? And, and, I think a lot of that starts with that self-awareness and, and being able to like really just fall in love with yourself and and not doing things out of necessity or desperation. I think that that's that's like the not not necessity. That's a, a bad word. I think desperation by itself, I think, works. Not doing things out of desperation, right? Like when you make decisions out of desperation, you're not going to be making the best decision for yourself in the long run right like if you are starving and you haven't eaten you've been on running around all day long it's like fuck it i'm just gonna go to taco bell because they have a drive-through it's quick it's easy and it tastes good right i'm just gonna give into that and like obviously that is not something that benefits you in the long term right shit in the short term it probably messes up the rest of your night you know without getting into any gross details but in the long term, it's also like not conducive to you being healthy, right? So you're really just making that decision out of convenience and desperation. Convenience is the other word I was looking for. Um, and and when you're making decisions in life based upon that, especially when you're talking about more serious things, right? Because we talk about the divorce rate and things like that. A lot of people got married based on convenience or desperation, um, feeling like they had this internal clock or this pressure. You know, you're not you're not really thinking it through and you're not actually doing something that's making you genuinely happy or, or taking the time because that's harder, right? It takes more time. It takes more work and effort to actually find real love, real connection, real friends, whatever it is, right? You're just, you're taking the low hanging fruit, right? When you act out of desperation and when you act from a place of uh, having a really big void that you're just trying to fill. Uh, so point being, do that self-work, have that self-awareness um, and before you're kind of inviting other situations in to just sort of surface level fill it. I hope that made sense. Uh, now, with that said, I want to move on to some positive things. Luckily, we are splitting up the show today. We have equal positive, equal sort of more serious topics, which I always like to do. So we'll, we'll do, talk about some positive stuff from our community in our Mijente segment. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! 
But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to the European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman, some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk relatable stories and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I want to start first in the world of pop culture, right? And the nominees for MTV's Video Music Awards Artist of the Year have come out. And actually, for the first time in history, they are all women, which is is cool. That's a a cool little sort of blip to be able to, to have on there. Um, and then you also have two women from our community nominated for this list. You have Carol G, who has absolutely been crushing it, obviously, this year, and Shakira, um, who has been like on this this dope little comeback, and they obviously have a record together. And actually, what's cool about this, it's almost like it feels like Shakira had been kind of passing the baton off to Carol G. And I, I would imagine for someone like Carol G to be nominated in the same category as her it has to be amazing. Amongst the other artists that are nominated, which are uh, Beyonce, Doja Cat, Nicki Minaj, and Taylor Swift. Um, but I, I think looking at this, I think Shakira's been a, a, a staple of, of, of pop music for a long time, right? She's crossed over. She's done English records and things like that. But someone like Carol G, it's the same thing as like the Bad Bunny effect, right? And somebody like Bad Bunny is partially a thing for this, where Carol G's music for the most part has been in Spanish. And for her to get a nomination on, on a big platform like this one, it's legendary, right? The VMAs um is is a huge moment for for her but also i think latin culture as a whole right because i think 
You also could have people saying, okay, well, Bad Bunny is the anomaly, right? He's the exception to the rule, but everybody else, like, they're not going to be able to break through in the same way that that he has, right? And someone like Carol G is proving that theory wrong and actually taking it a step further because she's a woman. So it, it's it's a it's like adding a whole nother caveat to this conversation: the fact that a woman can have this type of effect, but also doing it in in Spanish and still be able to cross over in this way, right? And I think this sort of nomination is uh, a beautiful representation of just how far we've come with our culture, our music, and all of the above. And um, you just love to see things like this. It continues to kick down the doors. And like that's why I really harp on the fact of now is our time as a community to be growing, to be learning, to be pushing forward, to be chasing after all the things that we want to do because the, like, the opportunities are there, right? They're, they're looking now because they realize the value Companies and corporations are looking for ways to incorporate us into what they're doing. So we now just have to be great at so you know creating the products and then also supporting the products when they come out. Right, and products could be anything from movies to music, whatever it is. Um, just just really understanding that now is our time, and like if we want to solidify ourselves as a mainstay amongst sort of popular culture, we have to be unafraid to put our own ideas out there into the world and then support uh, those who are, are doing the same. So love to see that. Big congrats to Takaji as well as Shakira. And the last one I wanted to talk about today, really just amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, you have a Latino, Nicholas Gonzalez, who has launched a platform to help immigrants find housing. Now, I got this article from WeArmy2.com. And according to him, Americans have a better chance of obtaining shelter without language barriers. He says, quote, when renting rooms, we know that there are certain applications already built for Americans in some way where the process is much easier. And I'm I'm not somebody who immigrated here, but when I had a, a trash credit score, I that application process was the death of me for every apartment. So I can only imagine how much more difficult it is for somebody coming to this country, not a citizen, you know, fresh, fresh, uh, you know, on, on the the uh, the land here in America, uh, trying to navigate that whole process. It was difficult for me. I can only imagine. Now, Gonzalez uh, has become the CEO and founder of Latino Rooms, which is a website for Latinos um, where they can search for rooms for rent within the tri-state area. While the initiative is only uh, in New York, he plans to expand the platform to other cities. He said the business grew as more people search for housing, making the process much easier and safer for them. He aims to transform lives for migrants with no place to live after immigrating to a new city. The entrepreneur said he received many stories from Latinos who were grateful to find a room through the website. Quote, we have received stories from people who told us if I couldn't find a room today, they would send me back to my country. Wow. And Gonzalez aims to continue his work by alleviating the stress Latins face daily, saying, quote, every day we try to improve to provide people with solutions in an economical, easy and safe way. I love this shit, man. This is like, oh, man. You're getting me fired up today, right? Because this is entrepreneurship in our community. Entrepreneurship also, like, helping the community, right? Like, that that's my fucking goal and dream in life. It's like, I want to be my own boss. I want to own my own business. But I also want my business to be something that, of course, puts money on, on, the, on you know, the table, puts food on the table, I should say. But at the same time, equally as important, is a positive force in the world, but specifically my community, right? And that's what what this dude is doing, right? He is 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 building a business, and and obviously I don't know what the sort of you know how he is going to scale it, make money, and things like that. But 
at the end of the day, it is a business. And he's figured out a way to do something good while also putting his foot in and in, in diving into the, the entrepreneurial world as well, which I, I just, I commend. I think, it, again, in today's day and age, and I think just life in general and probably every era, it's been like big business, make your money at the expense of the everyday person. And I don't believe that it has to be that way, right? I don't think that we have to be living in this selfish, selfish world that is like capitalism over everything, right? And there could be moral capitalism, right? There, there can be things like this where it's a business that sure makes money, but at the same time is helping a community and, and really fulfilling needs at the end of the day and not trying to take advantage of them in the process uh, just for the sake of the almighty dollar. I love this shit. And like, I hope things like this inspire anybody listening who's interested in like entrepreneurship and starting a business. Like, start thinking about what void or what problem you could solve, right? Because this is what the dude did. It's obvious that we hear this all the time. It's very hard for migrants to find the place to live. So, he being the community and having that experience was like, oh, maybe I could help fill that void. Boom, business. And I think that's what we have to start thinking of, right? I think even myself as like creating content and things like that and being a personality, my initial inclination was I need to be everything for everyone so that I can touch as many people as possible, right? Like I need to be able to speak to every single person out there and relate to them. And basically that was just like me watering myself down, right? Losing myself within that and the content itself would suffer as a result, right? And that's why I got out of, uh, you know, radio and specifically top 40 radio because that's what I, you know, what you're trained to do is sort of be everything for everyone, right? It's top 40, it's pop. You're supposed to be able to speak to everybody. Um, and for me, realizing that I didn't want to dumb myself down, but also there's a lot of opportunity within just my own community, right? I don't have to be trying to, you know, uh, make myself fit into what is quote unquote popular right now. Like I have a whole community, a beautiful community that I love, that I want to help, that I can speak to and help and also find success within, right? So I think that's what, what I, I'm trying to get at is like, we oftentimes have these ideas that are just far too grandiose right and uh not grandiose in terms of like oh you're thinking too big kid you know uh dream smaller not like that but i think we like we shortchange ourselves a bit by thinking we we have to create like the next amazon in order to be successful or something like that right where it's like nah you can solve a problem within your own community and have a successful business that pays the bills while also like really uh, you know, fills your heart at the same time. I guess that's the point I'm, I'm trying to make. It's like, you know, listen, a great business idea is a great business idea. If you come up with the next Amazon, God bless you if you have that in your head. But if you have other business ideas or interests, it sometimes is better to focus in on a very specific niche that you can sort of, um, I don't want to say own, but like that's the wording you would use in business, a niche you would own. And then you could, you know, begin to scale up possibly. But, um, you know, I think, don't undervalue or underappreciate your local community is what I'm trying to say um, or your community at large, right? There's a lot of value there and you can find a lot of success. And like, that's what this shit, this podcast is. Uh, I'm 
primarily. I mean, obviously, we have. Uh, I'm blessed that we have a, a very diverse audience as well. But like, I'm on a, a Latin podcast network, and specifically, I speak to Latinos for the most part. You know, obviously, a lot of the advice I give or, or talks or or, or anything could be applied to, to anyone's life. But you know, my main mission, my main goal, is to be a representative for our community. Um, and I've been able to find all the success I was searching for by just focusing in on what's important to me. So I guess that's what my point is on that whole that whole ramble. Uh, whatever ideas that you might be, you know, tossing around right now in your life, just something to keep in mind. And with that said, let's uh, tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yeah. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman, some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk relatable stories and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time for conclusions. Mm. All right, so there's not really much else to say about this ass whooping that happened in Alabama, uh, where these white guys, you know, they they just they got the ass whooping that was coming to them for a long time. Like God was like, "Listen, guys, I've been letting you off the hook for a very long time." Today's the day. Y'all, y'all have tested my patience. I am going to 
somehow, some way, send out a back signal to every every black man in a five mile radius, and they're going to come to the defense of this uh this boat captain, and they are just going to teach your dumbasses a lesson today. So, uh, so that's that's my my recap of the brawl that happened in Alabama, and again, speaks to humanity where we are right now. These guys literally could have just been good humans and said, "Oh, okay, I, I get I get you're doing something difficult trying to park this gigantic boat." Why don't we move our little boat somewhere else? Because again, it's far easier for us to relocate than it is for you. Um, but no, instead, they had to be difficult. They had to be selfish individuals. And today, they got a lesson in uh, in humility. So shout out to those those uh, those men who came to the defense of, of that dude, man. Amazing. Especially, the, that's like a 16-year-old kid that literally jumped off the boat and swam to, to the dock to help uh, help this guy out, which, man, he's a hero. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, this conversation with Anita around the idea of casual sex and in general, just being able to be alone, finding comfort in being alone. I Obviously, I made it into a whole bigger conversation than maybe what was being had, but I think it just speaks to doing the work on yourself, right? I think filling that void and and not inviting people or things into your life out of desperation or convenience, but being in a place where you're self-aware and also like just internally in such a good place that you're really only adding things uh, of value, right? You're only inviting things in because they are elevating your life and providing you with with something um, that you want, right? But you're never doing it from a place of need, a place of desperation. And you're never getting into a, a relationship or or holding on to a friendship merely out of convenience or just desperation right understanding that like you want to be bringing in and attracting the best things into your life and all of that starts from first being okay with yourself loving yourself and and loving your own company and then everything else begins to kind of fall into place um once you kind of do that hard work i think and shit listen it's not easy I'm sitting here talking about like it's easier you know it's it's just like this easy thing just love yourself and everything will fall into place and all of a sudden, the perfect person will fall out of the sky. I mean, listen, no, it doesn't. You get those days, man, where you're, you're sad or you're you're bummed out about whatever it is, and you want to do the easy thing. You you know, you want to take the easy route, and sometimes you give into that temptation. That's human, but you know, I think at the end of the day, when you get yourself in situations that genuinely make you happy, you're gonna be grateful that you held out, right? I think about that even in terms of my career and work. You know, I could have gone down the route of just getting another radio gig, staying at the last radio gig, just getting a producer gig, this and that. But instead, I, I took the really hard and difficult route of going off on my own and figure out a way to build up, you know, multiple streams of income and build up my business and and do all of those different things, all that really hard work um, so that I could wake up every day and be fulfilled and happy. Um, and not be miserable with the things that I have to do, right? And I think I keep reminding myself of that. Like, okay, you've applied that to your career. You've held out. You've, you know, held out as far as um, while my other friends were, you know, buying the car, getting married, were buying the house, whatever it was, um, you know, I held out to make sure that when I do those things, it's going to be on my terms. I'm going to buy the house, but I'm going to buy something that makes me money. I'm going to buy the house, but the money that is paying for it is going to come from a job that I love doing, right? Those are little things that I like would reframe my my brain, you know? 
And uh, I think you just got to keep reminding yourself like this path is going to be more difficult. But at the end of the day, even if it takes longer and you have a, a few more you know, cuts and bruises than the average person, it's going to be worth it because you're going to actually have things and people in your life that are almost exactly what you want, right? Because nothing is that, nothing is perfect, but you know, is, is better than you imagine, honestly. For the most part, things have always turned out for me better than I even imagined. So that's just kind of the, the conversation I wanted to have off of that one. And then, of course, big shout out to our Latina queens here, Carol G and Shakira, nominated for MTV's Video Music Awards Artist of the Year. Again, someone like Carol G now sort of taking the baton that Bad Bunny has passed along, doing music in Spanish primarily, finding this sort of global success, crossover success, proves that Bad Bunny was not just an anomaly, continues to prove that our culture and our, our man, our energy and our creators and, and everything uh, can be universal and has so much value um, in this world that we all just have to keep uh, creating, keep, keep supporting everything that comes out um, because it just keeps knocking down the door for the next generation, which is beautiful. And then uh, this last story about Nicholas Gonzalez launching uh, Latino Rooms, a platform that helps immigrants find housing. Just inspirational shit. Like, again, it's, it's somebody recognizing a need in our community and then being the person to say, you know what, fuck it. Nobody else is doing it. I'm going to do it, right? And then at the same time, also saying, I can create a business out of this, right? I can possibly, you know, I can possibly make a living doing this while also helping people and specifically while helping my community. And that's like a win-win. And anybody who's an entrepreneur or creator, whatever it is, like this should be an inspiration for maybe how you try to figure out what that thing is that you're going to be working on, right? What, what might be your life's work or what might be that next thing that you chase after? Like, how do I do something that fulfills me, that feeds me maybe both physically and also just mentally and spiritually, but then also um, is a positive force for the world. Like that's that's my goal with everything that I do. Um, and and I think if more people adapted that type of mindset as a whole in, in this world, we'd be far happier and, and there'd be far less suffering, I think, um, in general. So again, that conversation of humanity, humility, um, and, and hopefully you don't need to get a reminder of it like those white guys in Alabama did where um, the reminder comes in the form of a just grandiose ass whooping like we've never seen before. Now, with that said, thank y'all so much for tuning into today's show. Again, uh, every Tuesday this month, we will be having uh, an episode based upon one of the four pillars of conscious living, right, for the Just Be Social Club. His last Tuesday was awareness. Um, so self-awareness, awareness of the relationship you have with others as well as the world around you. I got really deep in that one. So I, I if you haven't checked it out, I would recommend that one. Um, just giving you an idea, I think, of like core things that have changed my life and, and made me a far better person than, than the person you're hearing today. And that I continue to apply to my life moving forward. Um, check that out. And Tuesday, we'll be dropping another episode on that. It'll be on, uh, on money healing. So we'll talk all about that. But without uh, further ado, have an amazing weekend. That's all I got for you today. I'll talk to you on Tuesday with a brand new episode. Till then, stay safe. And we'll talk soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. 
Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 